exclusive pacing of barnburner.ca our twice daily podcast is entitled fired up now on iHeartRadio, also on 64 platforms listen to a major announcement next week regarding barnburner but it's that time of week once again to welcome in the captain jerry bapti uh, as we talk about CFL No Yards Week 15 recap, let's begin with Friday. Johnny Manziel was thinking since the Cleveland Browns won their uh, first game in like 17 years, he'll go and defeat the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. He only lost by 17, 31-14. Jared, your thoughts? Well, uh, Matt Nichols, I'm going to jump right to Matt Nichols because this is the game that he needed. You know, he finally gets a, a win under his belt for Winnipeg. And I think the fans in Winnipeg might be a little more forgiving. Uh, but uh, they're they're pretty savage out there. Uh, late in the game, they were chanting, money, money, right after Menzel threw that interception. So um, definitely don't want to disappoint Winnipeg fans for sure. But yeah. Um, Manziel, he, uh, he he always looks good when he runs, but when he goes back to pass, uh, yeah, the com the, the the commentators, I believe it was uh, Rod Black and Dwayne Ford, were talking about it. Uh, they're they they're always saying, you know, how great his arm looks and the the uh, the strength that he has, but I, I don't know that it's always there. That the pick that he threw. That was an underthrown ball, and it looks like, for, from my perspective, when he throws the ball, it looks like he really has to throw it with all of his might, whereas guys like Jeremiah Mazzoli and Matt Nichols, you know, Mike Riley, it, it, it looks a lot easier for them, and I don't know if that's just Manziel uh, adjusting to the size of the ball or the CFL in general, or whether that's something else to do with maybe his conditioning. Um, but I'm not going to say any more on that so I don't get in trouble. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, Johnny should know Canadian balls are bigger. All right. Exactly. Yeah. I said Canadians, not mine or not yours. Canadians. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about uh, Saturday games here. Uh, Ottawa, big victory over Edmonton, 28-15. That was a huge game for Ottawa. They're, uh, they're solidifying themselves back into first spot in the Eastern Conference and continuing to say, hey, uh, yeah, we struggled a little bit uh, a little while ago, but – we're still a top team in this league and we're going to be competing uh, for the Grey Cup for sure. Mike Riley had an okay game, probably probably not one of his best. He had an interception and only passing for 65, just under 66%, which was not good for him. And Edmonton had a real hard time stopping the rush game. William Powell uh, trying to getting himself a little bit closer to Andrew Harris on that top rushing uh, list, 147 yards for him. And Brad Sinopoli, again, one of the top receivers in this league, 113 yards in that game. So uh, this was a game where Ottawa just outplayed Edmonton everywhere. And uncharacteristic for Edmonton, 
And so they'll be looking to bounce back next week for sure. All right. Uh, BMO Field, uh, the Argos, Saskatchewan. Uh, like the NFL this year has been rotating kickers, getting rid of kickers, bringing in kickers or whatever. But the Argos kicker had a chance to win it, and he didn't. The Argos fall to Saskatchewan, 30-29. to 29. Saskatchewan moves into second place in the Western Division. Yeah, with the loss for Edmonton and the win for Saskatchewan, this actually wasn't an overly spectacular game for Saskatchewan. Caleros had two interceptions. One of them was that pick six by uh, uh, Tremaine Washington late in the game, uh, or at least late in the third quarter, excuse me. And that was what sparked the Argos comeback. And I just feel bad for Zachary Medeiros with missing two field goals in the fourth quarter. Uh, And... That, that is where you need your kicker to come up big for you. And unfortunately, Zach Medeiros didn't. But you could also turn and look at McLeod Bethel-Thompson. You know, why, why wasn't he able to get the drive downfield and get a bigger score? You know, um, also, I don't know what's going on with Deron Carter, but they threw to him once in that whole game. Yep. They keep talking him up. And then they keep not using him. Like the the game against Hamilton or the second game against Hamilton a few weeks back, he wasn't supposed to play. And then oh surprise, he's on. He's uh, second in line on the depth chart, and they used him for a couple of returns. And everybody went, oh okay, that's fine. And then the bye week, and then coming into this week, they say, oh we're gonna start Deron Carter. We're gonna use him a lot more. Uh, Bethel Thompson's going to have another weapon to throw to, and they didn't use him again. So I'm just confused now as to what was the point in signing Duran Carter now that we're, uh, it's been a month basically since they signed him and they haven't used him at all. Yeah. The, it's question marks. And I, I don't even know what he could, you know, have brought in this game, let alone Hamilton game, but he definitely, you know, he, he should play. They picked him up for a reason to play, play him at least. Now let's get to the last game of the week, arguably the best game of the weekend. BC in overtime, in overtime, defeating Hamilton 35-32. Uh, let's talk about the coaches in this one, will you? Uh, Hamilton's coach, obviously he knows, you know, the NFL pretty good and he's adjusting to CFL. You're telling me Wally Bono is not a gambler? Come on, you got to know who you're coaching against. Yeah, that was uh, that was not a good explanation. If you're a if you're a Thai Cats fan waking up today, uh, you are probably not happy with your coach at all. To to come out and say that, you know, how do you ex- or how can you think that BC is going to go for a touchdown? And the two-point conversion, that just doesn't make sense to me. Wally Bruano is the one of the most legendary coaches in the CFL. June Jones has to have heard of him at some point in his life. I mean, he's he's in his early 70s, for now, God's let me, sake. Let me June, ask you a question. Like, let me, Jared, let me ask you a question. <laughs> uh, Wally Bruano coached some guy named Dwayne Johnson. I think you heard of him, right? Dwayne The yeah. Rock Johnson. Now, let me ask you a question. The Rock, 
even if you're 10 years old, two years old, or 110 years old, you know who The Rock is. You know The Rock played Canadian Football League. You look it up, and oh, by the way, who is Dwayne Johnson coach? Wally Buono. Come on. Wow. That, like, anyways, yeah, go ahead, Jay. Uh, I'm, I'm just flabbergasted at the 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 response or the explanation to the decision and uh to be frank i don't understand the decision and neither did chris cuthbert or the guys at tsn uh i mean why aren't you at least trying to get those three points to seal the win because if hyralahu misses which would have been honestly more unlikely than that miss that happened in overtime because there's way more pressure in overtime. He had to hit that field goal because now the pressure's then the pressure turns on the defense if he misses and he did and that's how they lost. So and on top of that, they got another injury at the end there too. That yeah. poor lineman had to stretch out and uh, catch the BC returner or else he was gone. But uh, yeah. Uh, it, if if you're a Thai Cats fan, you're really upset about this game. Both teams played very well. Uh, no interceptions for either quarterback. Uh, 138 yards for Mike Jones. That's a huge breakout game for him. And those two long bomb touchdown passes were amazing to watch. And then Jonathan Jennings, 346 yards. He, uh, you know, wills bc to come back in this game right at the end i mean this is what the cfl is all about those those bc fans that left early uh i'm sure regret leaving early then uh that that's that's what sports is all about oh also one other fun thing jeremiah mazzoli breaks uh henry burris's record for uh 300 plus yard games in a single season he's now got 10 and uh, just just a just a great game. Uh, this week proved that we are definitely getting a crossover. Uh, BC yeah. and Winnipeg are six points ahead of the Argos of Montreal with like five games left. So definitely a crossover. So anybody who wants to finish in fourth in the West, uh, I'm going to go on a limb. We'll probably have an easier time playing an Eastern Division team. All right, so uh, as we close out this, I'm just going to say the standings as of uh, week 15 here. Calgary, 10 and 2. Saskatchewan now at 8 and 5. Edmonton in third, 7 and 6. BC at 6 and 6. And Winnipeg at 6 and 7. In the east, Ottawa at 8 and 5. Hamilton at 6 and 7. The Argos, 3 and 9. And Montreal, 3 and 10. Definitely a crossover happening this year now the captain jerry bapti tell everybody how they could get a hold of you and i hear a rumor has it that you have a new show debuting this week on barn burners fired up yeah isn't it crazy that the second place team in the east is as good as the last place team in the west it is just... anyways uh yes the new cwhl show canadian women's hockey will be premiering in the next couple of weeks it's called cwhl over the glass right here on barnburner.ca and uh i'm not going to say anything else about the first show because i'm still working on uh what exactly it's going to be but hopefully it's going to be a big one fingers crossed and uh if you're looking to get in contact with me, I'm on Twitter at Captain Bapti, the captain. 
Uh, or you can send me an email, Jared, J-E-R-R-E-D, at barnburner.ca. That's the captain, Jared Bapti. He'll be back for a Week 16 preview here on CFL New Yards. I'm looking forward to the CWHL show over the glass with uh, Jared. Thanks a lot, Jared. Thanks, Joe. We'll see you next week.